0: All right, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. We are here, we're back Thursday evening after Oaks Day, after Cup Day, after a lot of Flemington days and we still have one more to come. Uh, decided to jump back on, we were, I was, if you were going to be getting on, I mentioned I uh, got in touch with Chris who's been doing a lot of our Melbourne content and he was already in bed by 8.30, he's at a absolutely shocking Flemington carnival and he's um he's having some sleep to recuperate, he said, he's um needs to get back to, back to focus. Uh, if you're not following, following us, get us on uh, Instagram and everything. Jump in the uh, Facebook group. We've got a few things going on there. Uh friend of the show, Alex, has been doing some cocky quotes, and he is two from two at the moment, which is uh, pretty good. I think Chris was one of his today was that Blake Shin would ride two or more. Blake Shin Road zero. Uh, mine is a multi that's still alive and probably a bit controversial going against Animo. We have Champions Day this week in Melbourne, and we also have, obviously, a couple of races in Rose Hill, but Melbourne is the focus. We'll be focusing on probably the big races, and then anything else we've found in between. All right, Thursday evening. Boys, let's touch on a cup from Tuesday. We did a runner-by-runner preview, pretty decent one. I didn't give Gold Trip a hope. I did first fours. I did trifectas. I did really big quaddies, and I left top weight out of bloody everything. Just didn't think it would get there. But Tommy, very good. Mark Zara getting the Chalkies, big win for him, a bit of redemption from last year after being suspended and not getting the ride aboard, very elegant, but he gets it, gold trip.
1: Yeah, it was, great. It was a good run, yeah, best horse in the run, it, uh, they all ran pretty well, I think, Um, almost of them, but yeah, just questioning that fight form now, two years in a row, uh, the winner's coming out of the Cox plate, maybe just that extra run it needed, and it was too good for a few of them. It was an interesting day. I think we had four seasons in one day at Flemington that day. We had the rain, we had the sun, we had a bit of everything, but um, we were on a good day. Yeah, um, had a couple of winners early. White Marlin was yeah, got us Marlin, off to a really great. good start. So, um, they got us rolling and found a couple later as well. So it's just good to be punting everywhere.
0: I think the White Marlin very good, but I believe that was probably the only favourite, especially at Flemington. Boogies had an absolute fill up. I was a bit upset. I backed emissary just pretty much only because I was at Geelong and it won, and it really looked the winner. I reckon at two hundred meters out, it sort of checked in and no good. Uh, and Betar, obviously very happy with Dovial Legend not winning. But Kelly, what did you make of the Cup, mate? Did you um? What about the likes of something like High Emotion? I thought that was bloody enormous. If it was a you know a touch longer, it would have been even closer. It's hard to say, isn't it? Like I mean, Mauro has had what five runners in the
2: Cup uh three three of them figured in top 6 thereabouts anyway and shit they they were flying i mean i can't doubt it i mean it's one of those things that like i don't know if i was being a little bit old old school in you know the way we went about gold trip and the likes i think you know the weights and so forth i not so much barrier but like the weight in itself we were just like oh yeah it's probably too heavy it was one it. race One, Yeah, that's right. And that's what I mean. And this is the first prep it's had in Australia. You have to remember that. It went from Aubrey Aubrey trial
1: back in July
2: into like a string of – It was
1: banned this time last year from running in Victoria. That's right. It was only halfway through this year where it was allowed to run. Mm -hmm.
2: But that's the whole idea. Like it's just like, well, it has a New South Wales trial – Back end of the the last season, so to speak, in July or thereabouts, and then nominates itself into every other race, you know, like the Spring Carnival, so to speak. So, like you know, your Cox Plates, your this and the other Caulfield Cups, and then into a Melbourne Cup, and then fuck, absolutely brains them in the end. Really, like I mean, imagine if it was last year. That's kind of how I kind of picture it. Imagine if it ran last year with the lower weight. A little bit of the X factor because, you know, Marin Eustace brought it over from overseas to run in the Cox plate. Dare I say, it would have been penalized this year if it had won last year, but I'd say it'd only be a one kilo, one and a half kilos at best. And I reckon that one and a half kilos could have still prevailed.
0: Um, Tommy, our tips obviously didn't do it too well. All of us put out tips, they didn't do great. Uh, money came. It was weird because we didn't know. Like you said, there was four seasons in one day. We we're like, are we going to be running on slop? Is it going to be pissing down? Whatever. Money came for Knight's Order. Money came for Stockman. There was money for Smoke and Romans. Even the likes of Montefilia was super popular. But look, to be honest, it wasn't great. I went back and watched the race a couple of times, and I don't know what happened. But Montefilia got into single digits,
1: no dice. Uh, big money for Realm of Flowers, too. I think it was... Definitely the big, biggest mover of the whole um, race. It was a bit of, it was a bit of a funny race because they sort of went a bit hard early as uh, people thought, but um, I think Cohen and I were discussing they slowed it right down in that middle part
0: uh-huh. so much
1: so um, Knights Order couldn't get to to begin with, and then they'll go and slow, slow in the middle. Timmy Clark's sort of taken off at about yeah, a thousand, really. and then it's just it's throwing everything out. So um. Had to see some student sprinters uh, go. It was, it was really interesting. Um, I thought Realm of Flowers was coming at one point and Dover Legend. And as you've already mentioned, High Emotion, it's massive run on. And I think Stockman was pretty good considering as well. So um, even your sharp and Smarts and Derby winners and High Totsu coming back as well. So um, I think um, a few of these stay around and a, a few more emerge. Um next season as well for a big cut.
0: Obviously, uh, J-Mac is flying. There's been some days where he wasn't going great, but then obviously came out today on Oaks Day. Book ended the card with a couple in between. He obviously took out the first, what dollars 50 or whatever. And like I've said on this podcast for, ever since we've started, I think is that we, we keep note of J-Mac or you, any top jocks, Jamie Carr or whatever, on big odds. Right, Coey? So, J-Mac's going around at $23 in the last. If you watch the race up the straight, the horse was throwing its head around, didn't look like it wanted to do anything, finally got it straight, and J-Mac somehow gets it over the line. Uh, I'm sure punters around Australia were pulling their hair out, saying, how the hell did J-Mac get a $23 horse home, and how the hell is he on a $23 shot? I kind of agree. Like, I mean,
2: it's just... We don't see J Mac. Let's be honest, on double digit kind of horses, full stop. Really, because he gets the pick of the rides. Guess he does his magic, and gets him on pretty much. I'd say whenever he's riding, he's probably in the top three in the market, regardless. Yeah. So when you see him riding something like a twenty three dollar pop or anything in the teens, you just go, "Why is this in the teens?" Like what? And it, don't get me wrong. Like I looked at the form for that horse, and I thought. You know what? Like I can see it placing. I can't see it winning, but that's how good J Mac is. I think that's just all I can say about it. I think he jockeys are underrated when it comes to bring. You know, like I'm not gonna say it's a C grade B grade horse. It's still an A grade horse on you know Oaks Day, a part of the Flemington Carnival and Spring Carnival. Like it's it's a good horse. It warrants to be there, but do I see this winning? No. Then you bring someone like J-Mac on board of it and you go, shit, you're going to get a good two or three lengths extra. And I don't want to be doing form like that because you can't, because you just don't know how a horse is got to perform, but you can almost guarantee that J-Mac's going to give every inch of his livelihood yeah. to push this thing across the line. And obviously he's got that, uh, I think with Tommy and I were talking earlier today. I think he equaled the record last year and obviously he's out to get well a better record this year. So I think if he gets eleven by Saturday evening, I mean He'll good luck it. to him. He'll get
1: it. I think it's um a bit underestimated too. Like these are the best um the best horses peaking at the right time to win on in the carnival for the best races. But it's not just that. These other jockeys are the best jockeys we've got as well. Like people are flying Jimmy burning because they know the horse or you've got Mark who's just won a Melbourne cup or Blake Sheen coming off Hong Kong. Like he's not just going around beating nobodies. Like these are fantastic jockeys and Hugh Bowman and, and could stand up worldwide and he's still making them is showing them up. At and, and it's just that, just that one extra length or half a length or, Knows that he gives them and that he gets them home. So um, I know he beat his dick a bit uh, on this podcast, but it's it's rightly so because I think he's only just thirty and he's already what seventy Group Ones or seventy two, three Group Ones. I've I've tipped on um Saturday to for him to add another three as well. So yeah, who who knows where he ends up? It could be anywhere. I, yeah, even Frankie Dettori was asked about him and he said he, he he's known about him since he was twenty. Like. He's just known the reputation he's had and how good he was touted to be and how he's shown it now. Don't get me started on Frankie. Um I think what I think what it is with people is
0: they look at the market, look at the top of the market, see your J Macs, Hugh, Tommy, whatever. A lot of people probably would have just missed J Mac being tenth down the ladder, which I did. I ended up putting him in the quaddy, which was fantastic. Got me some actually a return back. But people backing it on the nose would have um had a bit different. Like you said, Tommy, uh, we've been—I've been putting out a few uh, graphics, optimistic declarations, and yours this weekend was that J Mac is going to ride all of the Group Ones. So that is Nature Strip, Cascadian, and Animo. Enormous if he does it. Uh, one, I'll give—I'm going to read Alex's one from the other day on Waterford. I know Tom gave it. Waterford good push on the podcast as well uh alex sent in a decent quote he said waterford it's a moral of epic proportions i would have backed it in the golden eagle and here it is in a benchmark 78 it even got a bit of a drift and it saluted it was very good he also sent another one in today which is bloody hilarious for uh the oaks today he wrote tommy should just slipstream behind per vitra the whole race happened then released the shackles at the 300 meters. It was ridden by the dark Prince last start and almost won a group one. She's flying for anyone that doesn't know uh, the dark Prince. It's one and only Glyn Schofield, but that's another one for him doing very well. Uh, Coe, you randomly have found a horse to back in the golden slipper that is going around this weekend. Please tell me more. It's fifties at the moment.
2: <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny. And, uh, Once again, Tommy and I spoke about this yesterday, and um, a good colleague slash friend, Ray Thomas, has been speaking to. I know Gay Waterhouse is a little bit on the um, the twilight years of her career, but her quote unquote was, she reckons this filly, uh, who is first emergency, comes out today, is equal if not better than Piero. and she's turned. She's turned over a lot of two-year-olds and babies and juveniles and all the above, and she's won so many slippers, and she's got an eye for these uh, kind of horses. And I watched the – I reckon I, after hearing that quote and after finishing work yesterday, I watched the trial about four or five times over. I know it was a small – I think it was only three horses in it, three or four horses in that trial, but you watch it and you just go – the the action this horse has – Smart times, no work. Uh I'd love to hear Zach. Your your work for next week is try and get Regan Bayless on the podcast. Yeah, Um, cause he wrote it in the trial and he did the classic look over the shoulder in the trial. And you don't see that in trials really, do you? So no. um he I reckon about the two two hundred and fifty meter point. He did the big look over the, the left shoulder to see if anyone was coming even remotely close, because he hadn't even opened up on this filly, and he never ended up getting the most out of it. It was just a nice little tick over, for all I can see. And she's won by, I don't know, a good couple of lengths, three or four lengths, and he, it's it's impressive. And Regan does a lot of work for Gay and Adrian nowadays, and. And Regan's not known for that kind of charismatic side of... It yeah. wasn't, you know, it wasn't by accident or by measure that it's like, oh, this is the next next big thing. He just was like, where the hell is my competition? This is just a barrier trial, and they weren't even sticking on to her. So, yeah, the time is... Oh, I mean, I'd say the time is bit, a little bit better than average, but the amount of work she actually put in, in that trial was just... Yeah, it was eye-catching. I really do. And that's why the market's latched on. And, I mean, I, if Guy's confident, if Regan, if we do hear from him, is confident, I don't see any bad side to having a little little lash. Nothing huge, but just, you know, we're like a little futures looking into the autumn. So, yeah. it, it would be a nice little starting point. All right. Back
0: at its 50s, if you like, what's his name again? It's just.
2: Uh summer loving.
0: Summer loving, that's it. So back up for the futures at fifties. Speaking of having a little look over the shoulder, Tommy, uh Tommy Berry did the same thing today. Uh I don't think you see better Oaks rides than this. She's Extreme was behind Pavitra the whole way. J Mac was there on Zanzella on the outside and he was looking for that gap. J Mac said, you're not coming near me, get lost, and he's had to go back to the fence where he just put the, put the ears down and got it, did the look back, how much did I win by, whatever it was, a length and a half, whatever. Crack and win. Crack and win for She's Extreme. She deserves it. What do you reckon?
1: That's just massive in itself, uh, getting from a slipper. And we spoke to Tommy early on um, before, I think it was after her last trial, before her return, and they were talking Golden Rose and Flight. but But um, after that, yeah, Champagne Stake. I mean, yeah, Spring Champion Stakes, yeah. Um, we all thought, oh, wow, she can actually stay. And I, I know I, I know, Glyn sort of missed it and she went back and she sort of ran on. But it was almost a blessing to show that she could actually get that far. And I know Anthony was saying um, uh, her breathing uh, it has been so well. Everything he's asked of her stepping up has been really good. There was a bit of concern with the synthetic filler. Didn't seem to bother at all she's she's not much to look at in the yard at all but she just um as tommy was saying she, how can you not like her she just she does everything you asked for she just sat there she tried to go outside didn't um got shut down all right we'll we'll go on the inside we'll wait we'll wait we'll wait. bang gap opens up tommy tommy takes it and it's all over it was it was a great ride it it had to be but and and as tommy said like uh, she's no stranger to a tight a tight little gap and she got it and it was a perfect ride for Tommy. I couldn't believe that's his first group one in Flemington. He's been, I know he hasn't been around that long, but he's ridden some group one winners and he's done pretty well. And that was his first one at Flemington. And yeah. um,
0: second in Melbourne.
1: I think what is yeah. it? No, Mooney Valley was the other one, Chautauqua probably. Chautauqua, yeah. So, um, nice. no, it was incredible. It was a great ride. He did the fist pump across the line as well. And I know I was on him. I, I thought that spring champion, um, uh, form was way too good for that race. You've seen Manzois and Sharp and Smart come out and do really well in the Derby. So I was all over She's Extreme, and um, I think they deserve it with this horse as well. They've they put in some really good placings in some Group Ones, but now they get that big one, and um, yeah, she deserves it. And who knows where she might go to now? She they they can um they know she stays. She can um run that middle distance as well. Um, really mm. open some opportunities for her. I think it is one of the great Oaks wins if you haven't and you
0: live under a rock. Do yourself a favour and watch Lasquetti's Spirit from 2016, one of the absolute great wins. Uh, Brenton Abdullah rode it round, found the front, got told to hit the front, see what happens, didn't let go and won at 120 to 1. Copped $1,000 fine over the line. It's one of the great photos. Look it up. Lasquetti's Spirit.
1: Uh, I was actually on... um... On track that day um Wait, really right in line with him yeah because sprite won the red roses the race after it the one that Mac won today and um that was that was just a great day for that But right yankee rose was a dollar 70 all week
0: yeah
1: and everyone's around her in the um uh in, in the pre mounting yard and people you could tell um they were nervous there and she never looked into it and this this scene coming out of a Kembler maiden, the squirty spirit, Bretton Abdullah, just absolutely um just just went for home and uh, it was one of the big upsets of all time and it was fantastic, the big bow, and I was right in line with it. Um just in, near the mountain yard I was, and Usain Bolt's about fifty meters away, and he's he's loving it too. And it was just a crazy time. But yeah, it was uh something everyone always remembers when they think of the oaks.
0: Chris will probably have a story about that, too, because he backed it at 200s with his mates at work. Uh, but that we'll that's a story for another time in his career at the time. Uh, this weekend, we go to Flemington, day four of the Carnival. Obviously, J-Mac looking for some uh, big winners. So... I'm going to skip a bunch of them. We're going to go to the group ones. Then we'll go back and talk about a couple that we want to talk about. And we'll have a look at Rose Hill as well. But let's go to the sprint. And this is where Nature Strip is trying to get a bit of redemption over kick. Uh Nature Strip, J-Mac, dollar $1.95. And it is Barry at 12 this time as well. So... $1.95 did it get did get out to $215, $220 yesterday, but been crunched back in. Giga Kick is looking to back up. It's Everest win. Um it's on the drift. 460 to 550. We got Bella Nipotina, which was enormous in the Manicado. Absolutely won by an absolute pile, five lengths or so. Great ride. Uh six bucks. Polelli is there at $21. And we go literally everything else um, at big odds in the 20s. But to me, I think this is a I think this is J-Mac and Nature Strip's race to lose. Hopefully, he doesn't lose. I am balls deep in a lot of multis and stuff with Nature Strip. So, Coe, Nature Strip, tick, onto the next? Tick, onto the next. Uh, yep.
2: Yeah. I just think that genuinely up the uh, Flemington Strait, I think it's got a pretty decent record. Eight eight of six, I think, I recall. Last start, obviously, we, we were all in kind of on board Nature Strip. Uh, you know, in the Everest and everything else, this time around down the straight, it's all or nothing. I I'm happy to just be in, in his camp. I just think yeah. that I pff, good weather suits barrier twelve. That shouldn't be an issue. It'll probably stick towards the outside and come centre. I think we yeah. up on it wins. I can't find like- it. Giga Giga kicks just going to be shown off. I think. I mean, I think it's a horse, a progressive horse that's up for. Uh, a good career, so to speak, but I don't think if I were to say, "Is Giga Kick going to be Nature the next Nature Strip?" I'm going to say, "Flat out, no,
0: no, me too." Uh-
2: and that's enough for me. And I just go track and distance four four stars, three wins, one second. Uh, distance, I mean, fuck, every everything is just ticking boxes. Like 1200 meters, excellent. Like we're we're talking, nothing could meet. Perfectly for this day. Um, I just think he wins, he wins well. J Mac, you know, just knows this horse inside and out. Everything's just looking peachy for me. Uh, I just can't steer anyone away from it. I mean, I think the miners will be Bella Nepotina and Giga Kick, but yeah, Nature Strip by a margin.
0: Tommy, Nature Strip, are you giving the others a
1: chance? Like, I don't
0: know what do you're at. I
1: actually think, um, I'd I'd like Giga Kick more if this was anywhere else. I actually think Giga Kick was a bit of a, I mean, I know he got the win and just beat Buenos Notches who placed in a cool more. But um, I just think it. Uh, he looked to struggle uh, at Flemington, and I think the run of the Everest will um definitely help him out. But uh, you think of Nature Strip, uh where he got sandwiched and still rocketed home, almost beating home affairs. <laughs> And then the year before, where he absolutely put five on them in this race, and the great shot of McDonald looking back and seeing no one, and he's actually going to be third up into this race. So um, they say that's when he normally peaks as well. So I actually think he wins, and he wins pretty well. Nature Strip, Bill Nipatina Patina as well. The straight is a bit of a query, and uh, Willow not on it. Jamie Carr, I mean, she she's really good, but Williams seems to get the best out of it, and just time his run perfectly and her best runs been in the Valley this prep and uh, again the strike's a bit of a um, bit of a worry but she's in good form just like Iggy Kick and I think if um, if we don't get too much rain, Pulele will definitely improve. Uh, same mm. with Mask Crusader uh, and Front Page is an interesting one after that huge run in the Osco as well. I think uh, $6 a place um, has shown, shown her to go pretty well um, the Flemington's trade as well. So I, I don't mind $6 a place for front page, but I think it's Nature Strip easy.
0: Let's go Nature Strip. I am very, very confident. And he will get another Group 1. The Champions Mile, always a good one. Private Eye, which is absolutely dead set, flying at the moment. Joe Pride, Brenton is there in Melbourne riding $3.10. Mike Oberon. Had a good win. Uh, last up, Moony Valley, 440. Cascadian, Tommy has that on top. Thinks James is going to go three. Alligator Blood, obviously on a bit of a drift, 440 to six. We go to double figures for Brightside, Tuvalu, Kissum, all of them. Uh, Private Eye is That's impressive, Chloe. It's Where's this horse come from? So I think the horse has always been around.
2: It's just that I think this preparation itself. I mean, in saying that, actually, even like – Strad broke it, ran. I mean, I probably should have, you know, probably won, actually. And Brenton's admittedly put his hand up saying it was pilot error and all the above. So I just genuinely think that it's the horse to beat. Um, I know Tommy's got big stakes on Cascadian, and I it's definitely, <laughs> it fits the bill for this race perfectly. But saying that, the way that Private Eye is just absolutely letting down at the moment is unbelievable. And, I mean, full credit to the team behind it, whether it's Joey bride or the stable, stable hands just at work. But this guy is absolutely low flying and he's only five years old. You have to remember. So mm-hmm. they're going to have a lot of fun with him being a gelding and as well, like he's got a good couple of seasons left in him. Uh, and that's exciting to see. I just genuinely think that, do I want to take that price? Uh, I wouldn't want to take it on the nose, but it's definitely one for the Maltese for me. I, I just think he is absolutely low flying. He steps up to a mile, which more or less prior to this preparation was where we kind of thought that was always his grand final. So whether it was the Epsom, whether it was the Stradbroke, whether it was, you know, so forth. Like, I mean, there's so many races that were further in trip. That was always going to be his grand final. Now he steps up off the back of a 1200, 1200, 1300. Two of it, which he has won, and won well. A second in Everest. I mean, this guy is absolutely low flying. I can't, I can't steer anyone away who is liking it. But to make a case for Cascadian, which you know, Tommy probably uh, wants to hear as well, is just the fact that you know, good track. He's been performing well. This preparation. He's going to be fifth up. Rock hard fit. Uh, he's come off. Essentially what was, I reckon, three very, very tough runs this preparation. But he's had a nice little three-week layover in between. So he's had the longest gap in between runs. Um, he came fourth behind I'm um, Thunderstruck in the He Diva. He won the Hill Stakes, which is huge, behind you know the Melbourne Cup hopefuls of Numerian and Montefilia, and then wins the Craven Plate. Albeit it was a really weird run, Craven Plate. Tonas we were there in the yeah. win, winners' area watching the leader absolutely tear away and set this horse up perfectly. But a win's a win; doesn't matter how it happens. J Max sticks. Barry Eleven should be an issue. It'll probably park up midfield and just launch. So I think,
0: I think it is genuinely a two-horse race. Uh, Tommy, why does Cascadian win? Besides what Cody said, James
1: McDonald. Uh, he rode the last two wins. He rode it in the all aged. He's been on this horse seven times for four wins and two placings. He um wasn't on the first couple of runs, and he he's known for um taking a couple of runs to get into his prep, and then um and then really get into his work. I th- I think his uh, McDonald's been on and. They've been ducking the other races because they've got Animo and they've still got this guy, the, the big old gelding who's won Doncaster's and all ages and a few other Group Ones for him. and um, they can just pull him out when there's a Group One here and put Animo in the two thousand and win them both. They just got, um, yeah, they've they've just got um, really good. I just I just think of the Miley, he, he's just he's just the ideal horse. I mean, Providise flying. I just. Yeah, you like the thirteen uh, out to a mile, but uh, maybe maybe the week's just too soon. Although he dominated him really well, Private Eye. Um, the other two to worry about is Alligator Blood and Mister Brightside, back from the Cox Plate. I think um, they're two good ones, and uh, maybe Agon's back as well after that big win last prep. But I I, I really like Cascadian here. All right, Cascadian to take our the
0: one we go to the champion stakes, and this is where a bit of controversy comes in because I am going, I'm Thunderstruck. Animo is, opened to $1.90, got out to $2, back into $1.90. dollar ninety. Thunderstruck is there at $4.40. Uh open $4.60. It's been fluctuating between there and $4. Zaki is going around at eight bucks. Mawanga elliptical. Uh Mr. Maestro hinged, they're all there oh, as well. That's different. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm thunderstruck. Oh, he's got a missus. Uh I'm thunderstruck. I think very good in the Maccabi Diva chasing down alligator blood. It was unlucky um, in the Caulfield Stakes and also the Cox Plate. I thought was really good too. I just think it's due another win. Animo is obviously the best horse to me. One of the best that nature strip in the country. But at four forty and a ninety, I am going with the Melbourne Cup jockey in Mark Zara to salute here. Look, I don't care if Animo wins, fantastic. But give me a bit. of I'm thunderstruck. Coey, give me any any support. This is this is an absolute red hot field. Like I
2: don't know what to think. Like this is forget. I mean, Cox Plate is the Cox Plate, but this is almost just as good a field as any. Like it, I know it's a small field; it's only eleven contesting it. But like I mean, you look at it. I'm um, thunderstruck. Zaki Mwanga Maximal, yeah, cracking. Animo hinged, and you, you look at all those names and you go, holy shit! This is the end of the carnival, and these guys are just. Still going around. It's exciting to see, and yeah, I definitely see merit around. I'm thunderstruck the way it finished. It was dead last in the turn in the Cox Plate. It'll love the straight at um Flemington. It'll range up. It'll definitely be within the finish and everything else. Animo, I still think is the the top class animal. He is. I think yeah. he's just un- unbelievable. Um, the fact that it's won four group ones in one preparation as a four-year-old is you you can't dismiss that, right? Like it's, he's one of the the best going around in recent times. It's, you can't overlook that shit. But I, outside of those two, I definitely want to make a case for something like elliptical rock bottom in weights at 51 kilos. That spring champion stakes, I think it should have won. I genuinely think, yeah, by the probably. end of it. You you watch a couple of replays of it and you go, my God, it was hampered through the run and this and the other. it's It was going to go to the derby. And I reckon it would have been a good chance in the derby. Like, I definitely do think it was a good chance in the derby, but it was it must have been a little bit of a gut buster. Connections thought that extra week will help. Just rest it up and then come to this as a grand final into what will probably be... I'm only assuming that next preparation in the autumn will be its last before it heads to stud. Um, but if, if he can chalk anything top three here, it's commodity is going to be red hot. Yeah. It's got to be like, imagine if it beat Mawanga, Zaki, I'm Thunderstruck or Animo of the witch. Like its value is going to just skyrocket out of nowhere. And, I can understand why the connections want to get this. I mean, yeah, let alone the $3 million race it is. Like, it's 1.8 to the connections and everything else, but the connections don't give a fuck about that money. It, it's more so they'll want to send this thing straight to stud um, off the back of probably what the autumn will bring. But the 51 kilos, I, I see very advantageous. Um, Willow will ride. He's flying, obviously. It's going to give an 8-kilo Differential to the top weight, which is Arm Thunderstruck, who is a proven Group One winner. But I I see this guy figuring right at the finish, so I'm happy to just be like, let's we well, you got to lock in Animo, you got to lock in Arm Thunderstruck. Saki's so a little bit on the flatter side for me, so I'm happy to put Elliptical in for third
0: here. So yeah, all right. Good luck to everyone playing. Coe's trifecta of Animo, Arm Thunderstruck, and Elliptical. Elliptical is 15 into 12, so a couple of bucks for it. Tom, are you giving
1: any love to my on Thunderstruck? Mate, I think on Thunderstruck, uh back to Flemington will definitely improve it was rocketing home. So was Mawanga. I thought Mawanga, yeah, Mawanga really likes Flemington too. And yeah, I, I think board. um Nashaboard, yeah, big big chance. Um and Zaki uh doesn't mind Flemington either. And I think he gets a much softer lead. I know there's one in the Cox plate, but uh there, there's no alligator blood to pass through it either. So I think um and there's there's not much speed around it so nah. I I I think they all map uh really well here and so does elliptical. Cowie's has gone on about um its chances and I I completely agree. Uh, I think it's uh, run was massive, and it um yeah it wouldn't shock it went in here at all. Now, in saying all that. Animo is a fucking champion, and I think it just suits him even better. And He's he just keeps winning everything, and he put them to bed over and uh, uh, just over again. He's just I just think he's too good. Uh, even if things don't go his way, you can sh- he now you can see like even if he doesn't draw a gate or things don't go right, um, he he's he's just grown mature and he, he's just a beast. And I just I just think he beats all of them. Like you can talk up these other horses, but Animo. Definitely a champion, and there's there's no reason to fault him over his last four runs. It, boys,
2: is a dollar ninety the the right price? Is kind of what I was going to go with. Like it's, I think a dollar ninety is juicy in my eyes. Um, it's hard to disparage because I think Cox's fight was pretty much the similar, if not lower. And now it's going to be. I know it's been up for a while, but all these guys have been performing in Group 1 company of the likes of Animo. So I think a ninety is over spots. I think it's good. Yeah, I think it's juicy. Yeah, I, I, think, think,
1: he, yeah, I think he shortens up for sure. Yeah, yeah it'll probably shorten up. come. come people come, have their so. multis and everything and a couple of favourites get get home and people just loading up on Animo. I, I definitely think he shortens. But you're right, at the moment, they finished the day at Flemington
0: with a sprint. Joyful Fortune was scratched and ran today. Good win today. Uh, Taunting is going around as the fave. J-Mac is aboard for Hickmott at 3.40. Picarones, there's been a lot of talk about this horse. Had a good win at uh, Ramwick last start. Uh, I don't know a hell of a lot more, to be honest, with these. If it's me, I'm probably just going on J-Mac. I remember Taunting had a pretty good run. I think it ran second to direct at Mani Valley. Fuck, I hope so. Uh, But I don't know, 3.40. I don't know if you boys have anything to talk about this race. Otherwise, we can have a look at... Um, one of the others that I know Tommy likes warning might give a good push for, but Coey anything for the last? Uh, the only horse that I
2: want to make note, uh, outside of Picarones, I think Picarones is a half decent horse from once again the Royal Blue Army, but um, hypothetical running for the free, for the Freedmans. Um, he's dual nominated at the moment for Saturday at Rose Hill, and I pose him as a real big danger in the later, latter part of the card. Anyway, I think he's in race nine uh, alongside winning verse and the likes and he's nine bucks here. But yeah. if he were to run at Rose Hill, I think he is a little bit shorter. Um, I'll be curious where uh, the team ends up going. Cause I mean the track in itself, both are good for as we speak, I don't know if there's more rain coming for uh, Melbourne, but nine bucks I can entertain in Flemington. And I think he is up to this class. So, it I, I am curious, but that's all I've got really.
1: Interesting McDonald's also on the last emergency as well. So you think um if two more come out and that gets in, he goes to uh Triporti instead for Danny O'Brien. Um so yeah, that that's just something to take note as well. So I think there's a few things to um, play with a few Jill there. While well, we've
0: mentioned the matriarch stakes race five is two thousand metres the best J Max on the favourite for a for a change uh, four dollar sixty in from tens let's just check yeah no scratchings uh, dynasties is there on the drift of four sixty Polly Gray we know the horse uh, Ran around ran with last start uh, Honey Creeper though we talked about this horse with Chris as well last um, last week or whenever we spoke about it and a few people will like it could be a good result open thirteens gets Nash aboard it's eight dollars it's barrier three. Ceruleo Miss is even going around. That had some um pretty good wins. Uh, Win two starts back, maybe it was pretty good. I don't know. You guys got anything for the Matriarch? You giving any love to Honey Creeper King?
2: Honey Creeper, I've been following the whole prep, and (laughs) last start was so disappointing that I was just like, it's out of the black book. Mm. Um, I think the price is nice. That's all I got for Honey Creeper. I think eight eight bucks is really nice for it. Um. 2000 meters definitely suits, I think, but oh man, I've been let down from it so many fucking times. This prep, I just thought that it, yeah, just mark it and just keep, keep backing it. No, nah, hasn't been fruitful. So something like Polly Gray is probably more backable at 550, um, purely because it just, it, once again, I think there is a little bit of myth around this horse because it, everyone thinks it's just a tough mudder, but it can handle all conditions. Barry 11, 57 kilos. It's in a, you know, a no restriction kind of race. Uh, I think it suits. It'll probably head towards the front. I know, albeit Barry 11, but uh, I could probably entertain a little bit on the 550. And a tissue who's the current favourite with Dynasties, both been disappointing for mine. So, yeah, Polly Gray, if anything, I'd probably bet on.
0: Tommy, race four in the Queen's Cup. Uh, you sent me a message yesterday saying the warning might be a good bet. Warning is 16 out to 19. Nash aboard Anthony and Sam. The same race, it's 2,600 meters. You're getting the likes of Persan, even Lunar Flare, which is supposed to be going around. Lunsys went around Geelong. Uh, tell me why Warning is a good shot. 19 bucks and 460.
1: So I don't think he had um, a win um, since his derby, and then Nash jumped on anyone two in a row. And then I think Nash has been elsewhere and he, he's getting back to him and his runs actually been really good the last few as well. Oliver riding him um that last line. start. Yeah. I just think he's he needs those first couple of runs to get fit and he showed a bit of he showed a bit of something last start and then um and Nash on now and I uh, might not have been this race last year, but it was it was a similar race. Um the same distance that he won either last year or the year before. It was last, and,
0: year. last year a big yeah. sound.
1: Yeah, and he's I think his last two wins he's beaten Sound as well and Sound's in this race too. So I think there's just a couple of things and at nineteen dollars I think it's a good each way chance. Um there's some other good ones though, as you said. There's Lunsius, there's Luna Flare out of the cup percent and no compromise. But I, I just think uh warnings over the odds. All right. Uh, well, that's Flemington.
0: I am just going to make note of race two Aesop, Jamie Carr, $3.40. That is going in my multi at the end of the podcast. Uh, going, to Rose- <laughs> going to Rose Hill. Uh, look, Rose Hill isn't the most, most cracking day. I think we will probably look at, I had a race open, I think race six, the Golden Gift. Uh, summer loving. So Coe, you've already spoken about this horse. Uh it is going around four 80 favorite. Regan Baylor's aboard. Barber is there at five fifty. Cohen side, Disneck. Look, they're all a bit different here. Coe's going into great detail on Summer Loving. So Tommy, are you giving any joy to anything else? You know anything in the golden gift? Eleven hundred meters of the
1: best? Um, well, as our friend Darren Orr said to me about four times this week, the uh topical quinella has gotta be Barber and Razors, doesn't it? <laughs> and good old, thing, yeah, uh, yeah, he's uh, yeah, I've, he said it to me at least three or four times, mm-hmm. so um, I gotta say that for one. But in uh, I like what Tony and I discussed, um, with some of Love but uh, with a few of these horses, if you do like them, chances are they run top three, they get all this prize money that leads them towards Golden Slipper. So if you like anything, back them for the slipper now because they'll rocket in now and you can get a good price. I backed Chital with the scratch on race day, but I got. I think it was eighty one for the slipper last year. So um, there's a couple there. I think Barber off that run will look um, will look really good here. And some of them was good. The times weren't that great, but Cody's already gone into it. He didn't need to be. didn't didn't really give him much in that three horse field. So definitely improved there. And the other one is Disnet. For those who don't know where the name Disnet comes from, is uh one of one of my favorite videos is the old Wide World of Sports um uh opening videos, and it's by Tropez artists and the guy who's who runs and jumps on the um vault, the springs broke and he launches straight into it uh, in the chest, and it used to um used to be on every weekend at my house the uh opening of the Wide World of Sports, and they uh, they play that, and Billy Birmingham on the twelfth man did the uh fake interview with uh Disneck as well. So I, I think it's a funny name, but I think he's tried really well and his times are really good too. And uh Bjorn Bjorn's got a good one here. So um I I, I don't mind it uh to see what it can do for, uh in its first run. And I think Mexico's over the odds as well. It it just got picked on the line at the Mooney Valley. So there's a few here. Um good to see some two year olds and start getting some two year old form. Start thinking about the autumn. Uh Koei, let's
0: go to Hot Danish. Electric Girl is the fave. A little bit of a drift. She's a belter there with William Pike. He is not one of mine at the moment. He hurt me. Lavish Girl, Expat. Samut, bit of coin for it. Jamea. We did say Jamea is probably due a win. Night of Romance, Cliff's Uh, Giving any love to the likes of Samut, the Lees runner?
2: I gave it a little bit of love. In, uh, I'll post the uh, write-up soon enough. But regardless, I think... The drawing track is a little bit of a query for mine because, I mean, it hasn't really had a chance to do or run on that surface in Australia. But it, from all accounts in the UK, I think it can handle it. It's a pretty versatile horse. So I, I, I think it's kind of underestimated. And 10 bucks as we stand right now, is a great price for it. The market's pretty spot on for mine. I think uh, Electric Girls a little bit on the short end for mine. I I did have him in the top four kind of thing. I think the way it's been, the way it returned this prep, disregarding the first up run, has been pretty pretty huge for it. Actually, I'd never thought that this horse would ever get to that kind of grade. Is that how I word it? I mean, yeah. come second in a shiraka behind Shades of Roads, uh, Roses uh, Rose, and then Nimmily fifth. In a you know golden pendant and then invitation second like it's this thing's absolutely bolting and I think the good surface is where it, everyone's kind of latched onto because I think the forecast right now for Rose Hill and Sydney in general is looking pretty peachy. Uh, good we saw on Cup day that Rose Hill hit a good three which we haven't seen in I couldn't tell you how long um, a Sydney track hitting good three my goodness. Um and this thing hates any give in the ground, so it wants to be on the gr- uh, top of the ground. Which electric girl will definitely have the favours for? Uh, fifty-seven kilos, it's weighted correctly, but yeah, three bucks at the moment, way unders. No, I wouldn't say way unders, but I'd probably want to see it drift into like the four four fifty. Yeah, kind of bark Um, lovish girl, I can make a case for. Samut. Uh, yeah, the the mark is kind of tippy toeing around the idea of can it handle a Sydney kind of good surface? What happens if it hits a good three, this kind of thing? Like, I think it will be fine. Uh, We have seen it travel on the heavy surface and it's performed well on the heavy surface.
0: Tommy, do you like anything in the hot Danish
1: yeah, I think there's a ton of speed. I think you look at Electric Girl, you look at Expat, you look at uh, Lavish Girl, all drawn really uh, close to the fence. Um, I think they're going to be going pretty hard pretty early. I don't mind Expat if he can um, get the gun on them. Uh, four from six at the distance and track, so I love that. Uh, good track might be a bit of a worry, and just there's a ton of speed as well. I actually think it probably sets it up for something like Samut or or um, even she's a belter. I want to see, she. I think she's a belter is better at the mile, but um, just with all that speed at the moment, I think Pikey uh likes a good track. And if he, he can get this horse to settle, he, he's known this um, Perth horse come a, coming across one of group one JJ with where they and um. Yeah, I think I think um this is where we start to see the best of her. Yeah, as Kelly was saying, it's um it's weird to be on a good track if they, they have they're gonna have to irrigate this track, which is ridiculous, I think, for the first time this year. Yeah. Uh yeah, and we saw on Tuesday it threw up it threw up some real weird results and we can get that after being on a wet track for so long, these horses uh we're trying to find them all with wet track form, but now um Now they're all in good and it just throws a few out there. And I think Jamaya will relish it as well. So Jamaya's definitely an each way chance. But I think um, I'm going to go with She's a Belter. She's a Belter. All right. I'll go in the each way Jamaya camp. Coey's
0: cut out. But five diamonds time. Tommy, 1800 meters is the best. $2 million race. Ellsberg going around. Tommy gets the ride this time. Looking to go three on the trot. Brenton's been aboard the last couple of times, but he's in Melbourne. Laws of Indices is a second favourite. Ayrton Uncle Bryn is nommed up here. Uh, obviously, Melbourne Horse Dimeal, Rustic Steel, uh, Sabak. New mandate. Is this? Uh, is this Ellsberg's race to lose?
1: Yeah, it was really interesting to hear that they um they were tar- out of all the races they were targeting, it was the last race they were targeting the Prelude, not the Epsom, not this race, but that big money race right in the middle that they've done so well and um. They they're actually concerned whether um whether this he could uh, get to eighteen hundred, but he's he's been absolutely flying and he gets a soft lead here too, and he can he can actually dictate what he wants to do. Um, I don't think it's going to set it up for things like Rustic, but even that and going to need a bit more. But I think the top two are laws of indices around some Cox plate form and some Gold trip form, and it's um it's looking really good now. But yeah, I actually think Ellsberg looks really good here. Two fifty you think it's a bit short, but um it's just fine at the moment. Uh interesting to see get on a good track. We we were talking before the Epson was like, Oh no, he's not come he's not coming up at all, Ellsberg. And then all of a sudden he strung two huge wins back to back. Yeah,
0: you're right. Ellsberg, right. Barrier two, it's two dollars fifty now, was two ninety. Do we look at Maybe not race nine, race ten. Let's finish it off with race ten. Rouge is there. Tommy is aboard for Chris Waller. It's five bucks into three dollar sixty. I am lethal. Well back to last start. Hugh Bowman is aboard and was pretty disappointing. Is when Cotelli uh, was really good. That was where Jamie was aboard and fucking just rained him. Starman's going around. Arnaquer, Spangler, Short Shorts. They're all going around as well. Uh, Rouge well supported. Tommy Barry and nine second up. Karen was aboard last time. Ran it ran. Ordinary, I guess, to Titanium Power, three-length back. Are um, you giving any love to I Am Lethal? It was real well-supported throughout the day, but then just did nothing.
1: Yeah, I, it'll definitely um, enjoy the improving tracks, uh, Huey sticking to, and I think there's enough speed that'll suit it as well. The likes of rouge and Equation and Olympic legend, Short Shorts and Cinque Torre as well, put some genuine pace into the race, and I think it'll switch off, Um he has, a, he has a pretty good draw in six, so hopefully he can just find the rail and really um, rock it home. It is definitely one of mine. I am lethal because he's just got that dynamic turn of forward, fourth up now. Hopefully uh, we see it at its best. Kelly's back here uh, after getting a couple of brews, I reckon, and Belarus would be the interesting one second up as well. Um, Barry on for Waller, uh Very interesting. The one I really want to talk about is Anacor, though. Um, they found they found how to do, uh, ride this horse, and that's it that needs to, to be fresh. He won first up, last prep. Instead of going, all right, he's going well, let's run him in another one. He's going, no, let's tip him out, give him a spell, give him a trial, and let's bring him back and win another race. He's just one of those horses that likes to be fresh, and um, I think of the eight bucks, is worth a little respect. Love that, bit of eight bucks action. What do
0: you reckon, anything else throughout the day? I've had a look at some of the earlier races. Is there anything you like, anything you want to mention before you sort of give it a wrap? Maybe even race three, King Frankel, Pale King, our
1: candidate, Essential Sky, Main Stage. Yeah, I think King, I, I'm think i King a big King Frankel fan. I've liked its three runs, this prep in Australia, and um, it's done really well in web. but I, I, I think you can handle it a bit at all. It dictates the speed itself. Um, but even if there is a bit, like you can sit with him and, and go really well. I think Mark Newton's got a good stayer here, genuine stayer. And I think he's too good for a field like this. And I think he just keeps on proving and uh, doing what he does. And yeah, big, big fan. And Tyler Schiller, Schiller absolutely flying at the moment, likes Rose Hill. And I think he'll get a couple on Saturday too. Kelly, welcome back. We're wrapping up
0: here. We're just having one quick look at Rose Hill Race 3, where King Frankel is the fave. Tommy likes it. I liked Pale King, uh, last start. What is it? $3.60 now. Uh, our candidate there, uh Central Sky, King Charisma, they're all there as well, mate. But um are you in Tommy's camp with King Frankel? Um I I think genuinely it's a two-horse
2: race. This uh King Frankel who comes out of midweek company in the 72 into a Saturday 78. Um Pale King, I think, has the more upside in proven form. I, I just the win last week was enough for me on a drying surface. Everything else in between. I'm happy to quinella the two of them. Uh, I I am still gonna tip Pale King probably on top. And as for our candidate, um, it hasn't actually. It, it's had. I'm guessing it's had leg issues, this horse, and um in the notes I've written that he hasn't actually ridden on a good four or better since August 2019. And the connections seem to be riding it on soft or worse. So I'm I'm suggesting that it's probably gonna be preferring the give in the ground, which is why I want to I think at the current quote as well, it's definitely a lay for me. So I think it'll be a two-horse race, but I am leaning towards
0: Pale King off that quick backup and win last weekend. Pale King, great win. Um, all right, that is pretty much Rose Hill Flemington. If there is any other races you want to look at, Doomben, Morphinville, Ascot, Perth, Overseas, anything else of the races we haven't looked at. Speak up now. Anything?
2: Breeders' Cups on this weekend, boys.
1: thirty now. I looked earlier today. It was forty, And now if you... Go to Sunday market Sunday morning. It's in oh yeah. It's a dollar thirty now. Um, I I recommend you try and you you wait till Saturday night. Hopefully you've had a fill up and try and find somewhere that'll offer you flight line by two, three, four, and even if even up to ten lengths. If you can get any of that, take it
2: because yeah. I
1: think um genuinely. Uh, I honestly it it'll just. Yeah, this this yeah, this thing's amazing.
0: Okay. Dollar thirty. Yeah. Uh golden pal. What about golden pal and the other race? I
2: don't care for it. Ooh,
0: uh Nature Strip boned it.
2: Yeah, exactly. We know who brained it and that's all we need to keep it at. So that's I'm um, I'm happy we we're just backing flight line and I totally agree with Tommy. It won with uh the length of the straight last year. Or oh, sorry, earlier this year, and uh, I think it will just keep going. It'll be the number one horse, uh, in terms of
1: rankings, so to speak, after
2: this race. Do you so know what Kobe. they're doing with
1: it, Kelly I know they, I know they, I think they sold five percent to help for a charity or something. But and the talks, this could be its last race, and they'll just go and breed with it. I I did hear very briefly that it
2: this was always going to be the Grand final, so to speak. But, boy, it'd be so exciting to see this thing go to Dubai and into the World Cup or something like that because that'll be the most fitting kind of grand final, being the top-ranked horse, running on dirt. Like, it ticks a lot of boxes, and I think the connections would love to see that, and I guess the fans, much like myself. But, you know, much like any any cult that goes around beating their opponents by, you know, fifteen lengths, if not more. Uh, I guess you you got to keep it bubble wrapped and safe and take it to stud. Um, but I, I guess it'll be a bit more of a wait and wait and see kind of thing, Tommy. I because unfortunately the um, the US racing kind of off the back of this breed has come to a halt. This is pretty much the grand finals for them. So as they come into the winter months. Um, so yeah. I hope to see him again, but I don't think we
0: will. Tommy, it's a dollar forty on bed three sixty five, so you can probably find bits and pieces with everyone, but uh how confident would you be? Let's say you had an absolute fill up on the weekend. Are you be happy to put it all on the white line? Make a bit of extra juice. Yep. <laughs> All right, challenge accepted from Tom. I like it. Very, very good. All right, let's find a multi. Like I said earlier, I am going race All right, Race two, obviously my multi, if anyone's followed it, I know quite a few messages came through. So I went Roots into She's Extreme, into Nature Strip, into Iron Thunderstruck. You're getting 45. Some people probably got 50 to 1 for that. So look. If you get to, if Nature Strip wins, when Nature Strip wins, maybe lay off a little bit and have a little bit on animo to cover yourself. Uh, Flemington, race number two is ASOP. It's uh, $3.40. I had a really good win at Sandown two starts ago. It is going in and it ran. Um, this last race was against White Marlin in a heavy deck, but hopefully we're a bit of a soft even better. So $3.40 for me, a Flemington race number two. Tom or Kohai, Kohe, who are you chucking in, mate?
2: I'm going to go second up naval seal as the best for the day. I think that it, it's looking pretty uh, juicy for its race. I know Willinger Rufio has been backed, but I just think that uh, the dry deck, a lot of things go in its favor. It's coming out of Mahagoni form. Um, sparky, it's No, nah, it's all right. I can deal with that. Um, I just think that. Oh, God. All
0: right. Kelly's so gone with. Bikey, uh, Naval Seal that is race four at Rose Hill. Tommy, who do you want to chuck in? Nature Strip. All right, so we chuck in Nature Strip, but probably even money, isn't it? Race put, for... put Flight Line in too. Let's get some interest. Okay, hang on. I'm seeing what we got. We've got that, and then we're putting in, adding in a Flight Line for Sunday morning, so you can get up at eight forty a.m. and watch it go round. You getting... just be getting homes at 30, 32 to one, isn't it? There's probably some, I think the Wallabies are playing France very early. I could be completely wrong here, but I'm Oh, not yeah, that'll
1: sure put you to sleep.
0: That time. So, anyway, you're getting about 33-1 to 1 if you want to back all those. So, that's a pretty good multi. All right. Uh, what's going on, mate? You working Saturday?
1: You at the track? Are you done with that yet? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm going up to the Hunter and going to the Gong the next two weeks. So, that'll be exciting. Uh, I'll be in studio this Saturday. But, uh, yeah, a couple of little trips and... Um, co and i talking we've got a we've got a really small percent of a share in a horse with the key factors guys who runs at goulburn on saturday it's first run it was scratched the barrier at Nara, so hopefully we don't get um it's first up run sorry with us it's had a few starts but um all things going all right this weekend Then it might go to uh, a race on Nara cup day and we might even do a little trip down for Nara cup as well so um yeah, hopefully Perfect. it's it's called Aurora Florentina. So um yeah, look out for it at Goldman. I think it's in race five or something on Saturday.
0: Goldman Race number five on Saturday. Let's just I see its name. Drew Barry 9, Aurora Florentina, maybe it's earlier. All right. Well, best of luck for that, my friend. Yeah. Ideal, let's just hope nature gets home for the entire planet on Saturday and then Maybe a bit of oh, I'm Thunderstruck, even run a place. He'll get
1: sure. rolled. Yeah, he will get rolled for sure. Get rolled. All right.
0: Thank you, mate. Enjoy the rest of your sun- uh, Thursday.
1: Burn you, mate. Have a good weekend. Yeah.